Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. in AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are going to get your text in this hour at 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. We're here today at the Cam Henderson Center as the Thundering Herd getting set to take on Duquesne. But our text line is open for the entire hour. We're going to preview that matchup later on. Bill Cornwell is going to join me here at the Henderson Center as we will preview that one. Marshall desperately needing a win on the hoop side. The Thundering Herd has lost three straight, losing to Oakland. That was in the Cayman Islands Classic. And then, of course, losing to 16th-ranked Kentucky and then falling here at home on the second to Miami of Ohio. So there's a lot that needs to be corrected for the Thundering Herd, and Dan D'Antoni's been pretty candid about it. He's changed the the look of practice. He has been more hands-on, not that he hasn't been involved, but he has delegated, and so he has taken upon himself to maybe do some of the things that he used to do and delegate tasks elsewhere, but he is becoming more of a direct practice floor coach. We're going to see how that translates into success as the herd taking on Duquesne. But we got a lot to get into. And, of course, uh, there's some things that we can talk about today. First of all, we need to talk about the transfer portal. We have to acknowledge the fact that the transfer portal is going to – honestly, the transfer portal is honestly going to – impact how schools operate from this point forward. It has already. And so we get the news today that Cam Fancher is entering the transfer portal. You're losing your starting quarterback. You're losing your seasoned quarterback. You're going into a bowl game and you're losing your quarterback. So it's pretty much going to be Cole Pennington that will be your quarterback unless uh, Coach Huff has other plans in mind. It's going to be Cole Pennington that will be your quarterback going into the bowl game. And there have been others that have entered the portal as well. So you're going to see that from this point forward. It used to be a a player or two would sit out because of NBA or NFL dreams and aspirations, depending on what sport it was. It's rare in basketball that players would sit out because it's just different when you get into – the NCAA tournament you want to play. Now, if you get into the NIT, you know, there might be, a, okay, I don't know if I want to do this or not. And if you get into some of the uh, smaller tournaments, and we've seen the herd get into smaller tournaments, sometimes players evaluate, hey, do we really want to be here? You know, do I want to be here or do I want to just focus on my career? But in football, it's a lot more prevalent than it is in other sports. And so now we are seeing not only players that are opting 
to sit out. They're not going to participate because they're going to get ready for the draft. They don't want to get injured before draft day. And we're seeing the transfer portal where players are, are looking for so many reasons to, to transfer, be it scholarship opportunity, be it playing opportunity, be it I don't like the coach, I don't like the direction the team's going. There are so many reasons why a a transfer portal that is basically opened up the floodgates is going to change the landscape. It had already changed the landscape. And so Cam Fancher is the next one that has taken that step and entered the transfer portal. Let's go to our text line. We've already got some texts coming in. And first up from the text line, uh, Texter says that uh, money is what has killed the football program. Not tragedy, not, not tragedy, but money is going to be the one that kills the football program. Well, we talked about yesterday the fact that the NCAA is talking about creating a, a subdivision, Division One, and this is going to be something that will allow schools that buy in, and the buy-in is $30,000 per student, and I think you're going to cover half your student population, and you also have to make sure that it's Title IX compliant, and that's the minimum. The minimum buy-in is 30000 for players. You know, more if you're, say, the star quarterback, you're the star running back, you're the, uh, you're the star center of the team. And, of course, you know, that's going to create more opportunities for student-athletes to maybe look at going to Power 5 schools, or we're now Power 4, and so the transfer portal is definitely going to take its toll on schools like Marshall. But really, I think we've already seen that because with NIL money being more readily available at the higher levels, let's be honest, you know, how much NIL money can you make at Marshall compared to making it at Alabama? And so that's where I think we see some of the disconnect from student-athletes. It's not, hey, I want to play for Marshall. It's Okay, I want to play, and I want the best opportunity I can find for myself. And if there's a better opportunity, I'm going to take that better opportunity. It's not like the old days where you would, you would, you get recruited, you go to your favorite school, the school that you picked, and you would wait your turn. And if you had to sit a couple of years before you get on the field, well, that was just how it was because yeah, you didn't have really too much of an option. And so now you have a transfer portal that is an escape card. Pretty much, it lets you out. And whatever you're trying to escape from, you know, hey, look, I can't financially support myself here. i got to go somewhere where I can. Or there's a, a money opportunity that's going to allow me to play and to make money. Or you have a bad season and you really want to showcase yourself and you want to play for a, a program that's going somewhere. I mean, whatever the reason may be. And so there's going to be a lot of disconnect between student-athletes and from Honestly, from programs, it's not going to be the same anymore. You know, you don't commit to a program and you don't stay for four years or five years. You just don't do that anymore. And, of course, we've also, and we're going to touch on it a little bit, uh, we saw some of the reports today. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to reference what was in uh, Channel 13's report. Cassidy Wood, sports director, she reached out to Marshall head coach Charles Huff. Um, to ask if this was a surprise transfer. And 
Huff and her report said that there isn't a lot of money for NIL, and the fans hated him. The kid was miserable. That was in her report. And, of course, she's part of the media, so she knows what happens when it comes to you know, some of the, uh, the call-in shows that I do and others have had. You know, I'm not the only radio program around, but you, know, you would listen into the post-game show. And a lot of fans would be happy with whatever is happening with the Thundering Herd, be optimistic, they were supportive, and there would be other fans that were, well, they wanted him benched, they wanted Clint Trickett fired, they got that. They wanted several changes, and they weren't happy with the way that maybe Coach Huff uh, delegated the responsibilities. They weren't happy with the way that the play calling has been going. They weren't happy with the way that Cam Fancher was running the offense. Some thought it was more of a... Uh, a problem with the way the offense was designed. Others thought that Cam wasn't a good quarterback. I would try to defend him. Look at his record. And it would be a constant battle because if he's not performing well, we have to address it. If he's performing well, we're going to address it. And if he's not performing well, fans want to fix. And there's also a desire to see Cole Pennington, the son of Chad Pennington, do well and succeed. So there's a lot of things that went into you know, losing your quarterback today in the transfer portal. And honestly, on social media, a lot of fans not happy with those comments coming out of that report from Cassidy Wood from Channel 13. So we'll see. We'll see how that's going to play out over the next uh, few weeks. But there's a lot of people who also say, hey, look, you know, what did he say that wasn't the truth? referring to Coach Huff or the fact that, you know what, it's kind of tough to be a um, it's kind of tough to be a quarterback or a, it's really tough to be a player on a football team that maybe isn't succeeding right now or not doing well. And so there's definitely that that we're going to have to get into. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're here today at the Cam Henderson Center. Marshall is going to be in action later on, taking on Duquesne. We're going to talk about that more when we transition over to our pregame coverage. That will also be on 93.7 The Dog. But... There's a lot going on today. We will get into it with you. We'll get your text in. Uh, we've got a couple of guests uh, scheduled to come by, so uh, look forward to uh, talking to a few people. As I said, uh, we're here at the Henderson Center, so um, we'll we'll get your text in. We'll get you set for Marshall basketball. We'll talk football with you. We'll do all of that here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back here at the Cam Henderson Center. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Coming up next segment, we're going to hear from one of Marshall's, let's put it to you this way. She's the right-hand person for the athletic department. Deborah Belton is going to join us. She's the executive associate athletic director for championship planning and resources. She gets a lot of things done here for the Thundering Herd, so she's going to join us. We got an upgrade today. Usually we get Ryan Crisp on the program to tell us what's happening with the Thundering Herd. No, we got an upgrade today. So Deborah Belton's going to join us. And, of course, 
My friend and yours, Luke Creasy, is going to be here after Deborah. We're going to talk about some of the news of today, Transfer Portal. He's been on top of that for HD Media. Of course, we'll talk a little bit more about the Cam Fancher situation. And we will talk about everything else that's coming and going basketball as well. And then don't forget, coming up at 6 o'clock, we will have Bill Cornwell here to talk about the game on West Virginia and Appalachian Labor's District Council College Basketball today. That is presented by Lyona, your workforce solution, WVLDC.org. So text line is open for the next hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I don't know if you can hear that, but uh, we got a little shoot-around going on right now. And you know that Dan D'Antoni has got the playlist rolling. Little Country Roads playing in the background with Dan's musical choice. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, would, like a, I would like a little bit more upbeat music from Dan. But I'm not going to criticize. I'm not going to criticize his, his playlist. But speaking of basketball, taking on Duquesne tonight. Familiar name going to be on the sidelines of Duquesne. You already know him. You've seen him so many times when Marshall was in the Mid-American Conference and that is head coach Keith Dambrot. He is in his 26th season, and he has won over 500 basketball games. Now, Duquesne, he's in his seventh season. He's 96 and 86. Let me double check that. Unfortunately, where I'm situated, uh, I need a flashlight sometimes to see my notes. 96 and 86. So I was right there. He's coached a lot against the Thundering Herd. You know what his record is against Marshall? Well, it's funny you ask that. Marshall has won three straight in the all-time series. Beat Duquesne last year, 82-71. But Keith Dambrot owns an overall record of 8-3 against Marshall, including a perfect 7-0 mark at Akron. Dambrot never lost to the Thundering Herd when he was the coach. All-time series goes back to 1969, and Duquesne won that one. The first game was a 45-point victory, 120-75. to And then Marshall got a win. Marshall got a win in this series back on January 23rd, 1974. And then Duquesne would reel off three in a row. The last time that Duquesne won a game was back on 2018. After that, Marshall has beaten Duquesne. 2019, 2021, 2022. So the series all time, it tied at four apiece. Duquesne in Pittsburgh leads the all time series three to one. Marshall in Huntington leads two to nothing. And it's been tied at neutral locations one game apiece. So this is going to be an interesting series. I hope they keep this one. I would love to see this series continue. I think Marshall should be playing more opponents, especially Duquesne. It's an easy trip for the Thundering Herd. It's also an easy trip for Duquesne. Hopefully the Dukes and the Herd can keep the series going on. I always uh, thought that this was a series that should have been played more, so I'm glad that they're getting this series done. 
We're going to open up the text line for you at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I see my guest being escorted by Ryan Crisp right now. So we're going to take our break early. Coming up, we're going to speak to Deborah Bouton. She is the Executive Athletic Director for Championship Planning and Resources. So we'll go ahead and take our break now. We'll get them set up, and we'll talk to her when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Going up. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Henderson Center. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Let's welcome to the program now. She is the Executive Associate Athletic Director for Championship Planning and Resources. Deborah Bouton is with us. Good to have you back. I have to I have to leave the studio, come camp out the Henderson Center to get you back on the show. Yeah, Paul, nice to be back. You know, I haven't been on for a while, so I've been I've been sending my uh, my staff to help spread the good news of herd athletics, and I'm I'm happy to be here today. We're here at the Henderson Center, and of course, uh, we are hoping that the herd can get a win over Duquesne. I know that's a program you're familiar with uh, from your years uh, in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, it's a good opponent to have come into the Henderson Center. I love the fact that this series has uh, been going on for a few years now. Yeah, you know, when we went to uh, the Pittsburgh area last year, we, we played them, and I think it was a great game. Our fans were able to attend. Hopefully Duquesne fans are able to come here tonight. So we're looking forward to a great matchup. And we're here dead a winner. It's starting to feel like winter now, so hopefully fans are going to show up tonight. Uh, I know you've been pretty pleased so far with, with the atmosphere, what's been happening here at the Henderson Center, not just with the men, but the women as well, as honestly, sure, the Herds lost a few games, but I think the excitement is still there for Marshall basketball, and, and we've seen some really good crowds in this, uh, this over last few games. Yeah, we're really hoping that the atmosphere that we create in the CAM really is a family-friendly environment. We've always we've coded it fans first for the past year or so, and, and really getting folks in here and enjoy the experience and really helping us, our teams, get to, across the finish line. And if anyone uh, on the, um, listening out there was at the Florida game uh, when women's basketball um, beat them, um, the the in-game experience, uh, I really do believe, got us through, you know, got us through that fourth quarter and, and pushed us to the end. Our team, obviously, they did all the work on the floor, but our fans were so engaged, and it was really amazing to see the kids respond to how uh, how engaging the, the fan base was. Um, you know, we, we put in a new light show at the beginning. We have the herd lights on, the, on your phones. We've just got a lot of things going on um, that we want to make sure our fans come and enjoy us. And I've always heard it's always 70 degrees in the cam, right? No matter how cold it is outside, it's always 70 degrees in the always, cam. Well, actually, not always. Always. But in the winter, probably it is. <laughs> always. No, it's, it's, it's climate controlled here yeah. at the Henderson Center. Right. But speaking of the Henderson Center, there are a few things that have changed. It's a little bit since fans maybe, if they haven't been back for a while, you've got a new fan store. You've got some different experiences as well, not just inside the arena, but in the concourse area. Yeah. So uh, last Saturday we had two basketball games on the same day. Uh, we also uh, opened a, you're right, a fan store up um, on the concourse level. So our bookstores, they're selling jerseys, they're selling trinkets, they're selling gear, and, uh, and really just trying to, again, engage, make sure everything's here for fans, that they want to engage with Marshall, that it's all a one-stop shop. 
Were you surprised when you got here that maybe there are a few things like that that w wasn't already in place? And I know they had to be key for you. Uh, maybe a little bit. Um, but, you know, I think they were um, easy things to identify to really just enhance what had already been going on here. And, and so, and what did I surprise? Maybe a little bit. But, you know, sometimes it's those small items, small things you can identify and make changes to that people really love right away. And, of course... Now I can get my gear, but if I don't have my herd gear, I can right, get Right, right. No excuse. Uh, and it's cool, too. You know, we were able to sell some of the student-athletes' jerseys with their names on them, and we haven't been able to do that right before NIL. So that's something that's exciting to add to the inventory that we're, that we're selling for our student-athletes. So uh, it's just a great, it's a great time to be a fan of martial athletics. Deborah Bouton's with me, Executive Associate Athletic Director for Championship Planning and Resources. I know basketball's got all your attention right now, but we got the bowl game. You're trying to make sure that everything is ready to go by the time the herd travels to take on UTSA in Frisco, Texas. UTSA is a really good draw for the Thundering Herd. This is going to be a fun matchup. I think so, too. And, and um, you know, UTSA is only about five hours away from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so I would imagine that a lot of their fans will be there. I hope a lot of our fans will be there. I know it's a little further haul for our Marshall fans, but hopefully, uh, you know, we can still show up like I know that our fans love to do. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, bowl planning, and I get to also kind of be in that role for, for quite a bit of the week. Uh, we've been working very hard. We've got a, about six of our staff members on a site visit right now, so they're coming back tonight. Nope, tomorrow. Anyway, um, and hopefully they have all the answers we need to finish the bowl planning and wrap it up by Friday, start practicing, get the guys here going, get those extra practices in, and then we're going on the road on next Friday. I was going to ask you, what what does that look like when you send representatives out? What are you looking for? What do you have them instructed to, to kind of keep an eye out for or to ask? Yeah, everything. It's, you know, what does the practice site look like? What are we going to have to uh, do? Is there a rental charge? Are we paying for a lift? You know, are, are there extra supplies we need to make sure that our teams have to be successful? You know, can we, uh, you know, creatively get equipment that's already there? So it's it's all those pieces. The hotel gets walked through. You know, the football program uses almost the whole entire hotel in, in the things that they do to game prep. So, you know, our operations folks make sure we have the right rooms and they've all set up. And by the time the advanced team gets there, it's all ready to go. What are you trying to do to make sure it's an easy trip for fans who want to go? How are, um, how are you tackling that? Yeah, I mean, it's, again, not the easiest place to get to, although Dallas-Fort Worth area has three, um, you know, two or three airports that should be at least a little bit uh, attainable. We have uh, tickets are, are on sale through Herd Zone, um, so encourage people to go there and buy through, uh, through us. Um, that helps us monetarily. We do get a percentage of ticket sales, so do encourage people to go through the, our site and our link to purchase tickets if you are able to attend the first couple. So go to HerdZone.com. You get tickets. Uh, any special travel packages or plans you're you know, trying to work on? There aren't right now. Um, you know, I would kind of, when you get to the point where you're trying to put together a 250-person 250 travel party for a five-day trip, at some point you're really, really focusing on them. How, you know, how do you get the team there? How do you get the coaches there? How do you get, you know, band cheer spirit? You know, what are the priorities that we fulfill first? And that's really what we've been doing all week. So um, right now, um, get there, and we'd love to see you. It's harder than just going to a regular road game. It's not, hey, let's just you know charter the plane and go. Right. I mean, there's more days. There's more people. Um, it's it. You know, the band cheer spirit thing is a little bit complicated. How you fit that into the puzzle pieces, but you know, we're we've done this. We've done this a lot of years at a lot of different places. And and planning bowls is is amazing. It's fun. It's exciting. It's something new. And you really don't know where you're going. Literally 
we, we found out 15 minutes before we knew, you all knew, where we knew. So um, it's a little bit of a, a, of a puzzle piece in a game, and it, it's fun to play, and, and all the staff's working very hard to make sure it's successful. Okay, so you had the news 15 minutes before Brett McMurphy had the news. <laughs> well, yeah, right. I, okay, the timing of that might have been a little bit interesting, but you know how it goes. Social media is a little bit of um, a zone that's... Uh, uh, undescribable. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a place that gets everybody in trouble at one point in their life, and some more than often. No doubt, no doubt. Deborah Bowden's with me, Executive Associate Athletic Director for Championship Planning and Resources. We're here tonight at the Cam Henderson Center for Marshall versus Duquesne. The three-point shot cards are already spread out. Everyone's ready to go for this one, as the Thundering Herd won't be back for a couple of weeks. It doesn't get any easier. You get a couple of road games, and then you get a four-game homestand before we get into conference play. Uh, there's no time off for you because we got women's basketball now. That's right. So Monday night we have our women's basketball game against Salem, 6 o'clock. It's our holiday game. Um, so Santa Marco will be here. We have an activity for kids planned. Um, if you donate a teddy bear, uh, you can come for free. And then um, everybody gets a holiday gift at the door. I, th I think it has to do with candy canes. So if you're a candy cane lover, you can't miss it. Okay, so a candy cane gift, you donate a teddy bear. And uh, what's the symbolism with the you know, why, why teddy bear? Well, um, we have some other plans for a, a, some subsequent games um, to accentuate the teddy bear. You'll see. Okay, so the teddy bear leads into something it else. It does. And uh, how, much of a, how much of a pop do you think that the, the – Kim Colborne and that team has gotten after Florida because I know uh, there was excitement for her, and then you put it all together, beat Florida. Did interest start to rise even further, or has it just already been going upward? You, you yeah, know? I mean, Kim brings um, a legend, uh, legendary name, uh, you know, to Marshall, and obviously she's been super successful. You can see the body of work. What I think is super important is it, it raised the interest and intensity of our team. Watching those kids have that experience, accomplish that uh, notable win, I just think it gave them the moment where they're like, okay, this is going to work. So that was pretty fun to watch. And then we get into the press conference with her on Monday, and she's like, yeah, you know, there are a whole bunch of things that i got to work on here. I mean, you're going to love that for, um, from yeah. your coach when biggest win probably in her early career at Marshall, not in her career, but her early career at Marshall, she's had big wins. And she comes out and says, yeah, there's stuff we got to work yeah. on. Yeah, well, she's a perfectionist. Um, you love that about her, Yeah, though. you have to. I mean, you know, and we've brought in coaches. I mean, I, you know, we obviously adore Chris Grassi. Uh, he put out a statement today to the fans about thanking them for their support, and that was pretty amazing. But we've, you know, adopted him as one of our favorites. And as far as, like, perfectionist, right, That's that wasn't good enough. That's the, not the thing that we want to accomplish. Same thing but we're going to see with Morgan Zirkel. Same thing we're going to see with Greg Beals. So, you know, we've got some people new to the family that, are, that or, you know, that uh, are here now um, that really find a way to get it done. And then they're like, yeah, well, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> that wasn't good enough. Yeah, we won a couple of Sun Belt trophies. Yeah, that wasn't good right. enough here. Yeah, yeah. But that's the, kind of, that's the kind of atmosphere you're trying to build. That's the kind of attitude you're trying to build. Absolutely. You want to make sure that, you know, you're not going to win the national championship every year, but... Yeah, Chris thinks he can. He absolutely, so, he absolutely does. Yeah, so you want to encourage that attitude. Sure. And same thing with, I'm sure, with uh, everyone else on uh, you know, their sports. They think they're going to win the national championship every year, so you want to encourage that. Yeah, I mean, and we obviously, you know, work really hard to support them, you know, in, in every way, uh, whether it's uh, promoting their programs on social media, you know, uh, raising fund uh, resources to support what they need, um, and, and just making that a priority and making it a partnership. 
Deborah Bouton's with us, Executive Associate Athletic Director for Championship Planning and Resources. Before we let you go, uh, I'll throw a curveball at you. Baseball schedule. How yeah. exciting is that? Oh, gosh. What what a what a milestone, you know, for Marshall Athletics, Marshall University, and our baseball program. We just saw Coach Beals upstairs before we came down here, and uh, uh, we were joking with him. And, and he's looking forward to what he was watching me walk in, kind of not wearing a jacket and, and cold. And he said, are you looking forward to March 1st opening day? I'm like, yes, I hope it's warmer than this, you know. So, um, no, it, it's going to be amazing. I'm happy for our fans. I'm happy for our community. And and I'm happy for our baseball program. Yeah, it's exciting to see that out and like, okay, here's the Marshall home schedule. Yeah. At the Marshall baseball yeah, park. Yeah, it's which, gonna be so good. Which a lot of skeptics said never would happen. Yeah. And here it is. Yeah, you know, it's interesting um, looking at softball, baseball, simultaneously the schedules. You know, we haven't had to worry about playing softball and baseball games at the same time. And now we do, because they're adjacent to each other. And I actually messaged one of my coaching buddies at Texas State, because their field is adjacent to each other, the baseball, softball. And I'm like, hey, remind me, what do we do there? Do we play them at the same time? Do we try not to? Because can you imagine, like, baseball, softball at the same time, our fans be able to go whichever event they want to go to and, you know, between facilities and, and, and see one inning here, one inning here. I mean, that's amazing. That's so that's going to be such a great opportunity. So we, we – we, we played around some things. We have some things happening at the same time. I know our fans will love it, and uh, and we look forward to, to seeing both those both those programs uh, flourish. And you have the video board, so you can show baseball on one, softball on the right, other. Right, right, right. Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll talk to our herd vision folks. We'll see if we can get that done. Yeah, there you go. Deborah Bouton with us, the executive as executive associate athletic director for championship planning and resources. Hopefully, we can get you back on real soon. Love it, Paul. Thanks. Deborah Belton, my guest. When we continue, Luke Creasy from HD Media. He'll be on the program. We're going to talk about this game. Marshall taking on Duquesne when we continue on this edition of The Drive. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're back here at the Cam Anderson Center. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive. Marshall getting set for Duquesne. Both teams are on the court warming up. Somebody has taken Dan's music playlist away from him as we've got we got 80s music now. That's, that's, an, that's an upgrade. You can always tell when Dan has picked out the pregame music and when, it, when, when it's not. Luke Creasy is with us. Yes, this is not Dan's playlist. Unless he likes uh, some 80s jams. I don't think he does. He might. It, it, it's not very uh, beach music, so I'm going to say that wasn't him. Is this Hall of Oats? What do you think? I can't really tell. Yeah, yeah it's Hall and Oates. Okay. You can hear uh, you can hear that kind of music on our sister station uh, after <laughs> Christmas on 97.9 Little River. So nice plug. Luke, thank you, thank you, Luke Creasy here from HD Media. You can find him on Twitter at Luke Creasy, where today he has uh, drained his phone. <laughs> Because let me tell you, I get all his notifications, and at one point, I just shut my phone off. Like, stop it, Luke, Yeah, my, you've been busy today. Mine almost shut off uh, because I was down to, like, I think, 1% or 2% battery. I had to plug it in while, while working on some other stuff. But, uh, but, yeah, big day around Marshall Athletics. I'm not sure that many saw this one coming. No, um, no. But uh, big day, transfer portal news. Of course, uh, Cam Fancher hits the portal. Um, after starting the last couple of years for herd football. And uh, then you've got uh, some stuff going on with the band, and it's just been a day. Yeah. It's been an interesting uh, several several days for Thundering Herd football. Of course, you get into the Frisco Bowl, and you're, you kind of think that's like soft reset for the program. 
you, know, you can win that game. Everybody ends the season on a high note. And then the transfer portal hits, and you lose your quarterback. So more than likely it's going to be Cole Pennington, which honestly, and this is anecdotal on my part, but fans have been clamoring for Cole Pennington all season long. Yeah, when he wasn't in there, they were clamoring for him. When he was in there, they were upset that maybe he wasn't getting the, the right support. Yeah, the, the calls weren't good, the play calling. You know, I'm trying to be diplomatic about it here, but you, know, you can't make anyone happy here, it felt like, for a while. Yeah, I, and I think that, that what has to be recognized, and I think it's true across all of college football. Cause I, I don't think Marshall fans are alone in voicing their frustrations with the program or, or wanting a certain player in a certain position or wanting a, a coaches in their positions or not. I don't think Marshall fans are alone in that. I think that happens everywhere in college football. But what people do have to realize is that the program in-house is very different than the per- perception from outside of the program. So, um, you know... <laughs> There are reasons that uh, that people transfer. I think Huff uh, kind of hit on that in his bowl game press conference. Some are, are looking for opportunities elsewhere. Um, some may be looking for NIL deals. Some may be looking for scholarships. And, and some it just might not be the right fit. There's been a lot of change in this program from two weeks ago when you talk about some staff changes and, and some, some what the future of Marshall football looks like. Um, there's been some change. And when that change happens, there's going to be people that hit the portal. Speaking of change, we got the news yesterday that new offensive coordinator Seth Deji has taken the job. He was the tight ends coach at Purdue last year. So, of course, the Deji name familiar with folks here in West Virginia and the Tri-State. So he's now on staff, and that's just a couple of days after Coach Up came out and directed to us that oh, I got nothing to tell you paraphrase yeah I got nothing to tell you and then a couple days later here it is yeah he had a little smirk on his face when he said that so I didn't completely buy that when he said it but uh but yeah no it's it's um you know one of those things that uh, you kind of had a feeling that they were going to move quick on a hire didn't know exactly which direction they were going to go but the guy that's got a lot of uh, quarterback playing experience and uh has coached under some really good offensive minds like Clay Helton and uh, Lane Kiffin. So it'll be exciting to see where this one goes. I don't I don't anticipate him coaching in the bowl game. I saw that question floating around there a couple times, but that's a little bit unrealistic of an expectation for a coach who just took a job two weeks before that game is going to be played. Yeah, and now the challenge is you know, who do you have left because the transfer portal continues. You don't know the status yet of Rasheen Ali because he could declare that I'm, I'm done, I'm going NFL. He could participate in the bowl we don't know because it's still so fluid right now and you're trying to figure out well who's going to be able to play in this game yeah there have been a lot of you know several transfer portal entries for Marshall but but I think when you look at the heart of it there are three or four key ones Uh, obviously Fancher being one um, Caleb Coombs entered the portal today as well uh, led the team in receptions with 39 during the regular season and then of course on the offensive line you've got guys like Trent Holler and Ethan Driscoll who will be out. Those four right there are probably the biggest names. Everybody else has been walk-on. Maybe they've cracked the two deep at some point, but a lot of your key guys, especially on the defensive side, are still going to be there. And um, so I think they can find ways to to kind of patch holes uh, for this bowl game offensively. Um, Obviously, Cole being the quarterback, he's had a couple games of experience under his belt, so that helps. And Ethan Payne does a, you know, 
serviceable job at running back um, if Rasheen Ali does decide not to play in this game. But uh, still, um, you know, it's definitely up in the air. There probably still are moves to come before that bowl game happens. But uh, for right now, um, you know, I, I don't think Marshall's lost too, too much um, that it can't come back from and be competitive. And Marshall's not the only school that's losing players to the transfer portal. The UTSA, uh, their best defense, their best guy on the defensive line had 14 sacks, which was 10 more than anybody else um, on that side of the ball uh, for the Roadrunners this year. He did, he entered the transfer portal, and uh, he's probably not going to play in that Frisco Bowl game. Um, so, again, it's not just a Marshall problem. Everyone problem, I know you've been following with the NCAA, uh, proposing yesterday – is creating a new tier, so basically default salary. I don't want to call it a salary, 30000 a year, everybody uh, yeah, minimum there. And schools, some can do it, some can't. I know, it's too fluid. What, what can you say about yeah, it? Yeah, I, I honestly have not even tried to wrap my head around comprehending that. Um, you know, I, I think people are just now starting to figure out what NIL actually is. Um, that right there is the minimum wage, and I don't think that's the direction that college sports needs to be heading in, but uh, here we are. Luke Creasy with me, HD Media. We're here tonight at the Cam Anderson Center. Marshall taking on Duquesne tonight. So the herd has had some success as of late against Duquesne, hoping that that continues because the herd as of late hasn't had success losing the last few. Uh, you documented it well in your story. The uh, practices have changed. Dan talked about that. Yeah, not to say that Dan was an absentee coach at practice. He's just now taking on the more hands-on approach, less delegation, more direct confrontation, I guess, maybe with the with everyone, or, or he's, he's hands-on. Yeah, and I think you if you listen to his press conference um, from Monday, I think that's kind of how he started in this job, was taking matters into his own hands and um, you know I think he used the phrase if I'm going down it's going to be my fault um, and at two and five why would you not make that decision um, you don't have anything else to lose uh, tough schedule we've talked about that and um, you know th this is not an easy non-conference portion of the schedule by any means when you talk about the travel that's been involved road trips to Kentucky Duquesne was a solid team last year, returned a lot of guys, including a transfer coming in that Marshall had problems with last year against Georgia Southern and Andre Savrasov. Um, so th th they're, they're going to give Marshall problems tonight. And uh, I think this is a young team still trying to figure things out. And uh, tonight might not be that night, um, but uh, that day might be coming sooner rather than later, especially if the accountability keeps up within the program. Honestly, I think part of the problem is that Marshall lost to Miami of Ohio, and for a lot of old-school Hurt fans, that's unexcusable. It, because <laughs> yeah. it's Miami of Ohio, it's a Mac school, and yeah. you know, long-time Hurt fans kind of look down on the Mid-American Conference. And there's some good basketball being played. When Marshall actually got into the Mid-American Conference, I was more excited for basketball than I was for I football. Th I think there's still really good basketball being played yeah. in the Mid-American Conference. Otherwise, I don't think the Sun Belt, who has been adamant about beefing up their strength of schedule, started a Sunbelt Mac challenge in basketball. And, and I think Marshall's one of two teams that didn't participate in that, but it's because they've got their own Mac Sunbelt right. challenge going on, Miami, Ohio, Toledo, and Ohio all on the schedule already. So, um, you know, I, I think you know, Miami, Ohio is a good squad. They're going to be all right. Um, and, and Marshall, once it gets its bearings underneath of it, I think you're going to start to see some better basketball, but it's getting there that has taken a little bit longer than I think Dan and fans might have liked. 
Luke Creasy is with us from HD Media. He'll be upstairs with me tonight as Marshall getting set for Duquesne. And then, of course, uh, no rest for you. No rest for you. You got what? Uh, you got the Ohio game coming up, heading to Athens, right? No. 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 I am uh, taking some time off what? after tonight. That is unheard of. Um, so I will be off for about a week, um, and I'm looking forward to that. I've got some honeydew projects um, around the house that I got to get to. Okay. Um, and I'm going to try and spend as much time away from my laptop as humanly possible. Um, so, yeah, there is rest for the weary uh, this time around, and that might be the only time I say that until this time next year. What are we going to do for the next week or so? My phone's going to be a lot quieter. <laughs> You'll be able to keep your phone off of silent. Um, I'll probably still be around on social media. I can't quite disconnect that much uh, because in this business, if you disconnect for too long, you get you get behind, and I ain't trying to get left behind. No, you're not. Luke Creasy, everyone. HD Media, he'll have the game story tonight, and, of course, um, he's going to enjoy some time off and then get ready for the bowl game. Yep. Looking forward to it. Bill Cornwell's coming in here in about a minute. We're going to tag you out. I'm hovering. He's hovering now as we speak, <laughs> so we're going to tag you out and get Bill in here because coming up in just a moment, a minute, we're going to have college basketball coverage. Marshall's taking on Duquesne. That is coming up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, and also on 93.7 The Dog, it is West Virginia and Appalachian Laborers District Council College Basketball today, presented by Lyuna, your workforce solution, WVLDC.org. That is coming up straight at the top of the hour, and Bill will be making his way to the broadcast position momentarily, so we can get set for that here at the Henderson Center. And of course, don't forget, stick around after the show. We got the game, and then we got the post game. The post game is where all the fun's had. We'll get your thoughts, reaction. We'll have post game comments from Dan D'Antoni. Hopefully, he won't keep Luke and the rest of us waiting 30 minutes this time. No comment. For Luke Creasy and for Deborah Bouton, appreciate them coming on the show. And for John Bowen back in the studio, I'm Paul Swan. This has been the drive on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. Basketball coverage coming up in just a moment with College Basketball Today.